This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash lasertime to sign up for a box of geeky goodies sent to you directly. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash lasertime, you will get an exclusive Star Wars item worth $20 added to your first box. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons, the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. I am your host, as always, Bob Mackey. Who else is here today? Christopher Antista. I'm Henry Gilbert. Hi. And today we'll be talking about the Season 2 episode, Old Money, which aired on March, uh, that's March 28th, 1991. And maybe Chris can tell us what happened on this mystical day in history when there was a new Simpsons episode. Oh boy, Bobby! <laughs> The Black Crows topped the charts with Shake Your Money Maker while being what? kicked off uh, as the opening act of ZZ Top's tour. IBM unveils a $6,000 laptop, and Kevin Costner wins an astounding amount of Oscars, including Best Picture for Dances with Wolves Ugh. in the 63rd Annual Academy Awards. Oh, that was the, the is that worst. one of the worst Best Picture wins of all time? I think it is, yeah. It's like I a three-hour-long film about the white savior complex. No, about movie. the noble savage. Oh, the noble savage. Yes, yes. that's exactly uh, that's what it was about. And I don't. I I just I left the movie theater, and I'm like, what, ten mm-hmm. now? And I'm just. I remember, Dad. All I can do is think about this movie. I think that means you liked it, son. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I like. I couldn't stop thinking. I thought it was the best movie I'd ever seen. So I was totally wrapped up with it. I'm afraid to watch it again. This was the start of a bad era of Kevin Costner films. Where he was like, he had too Inex- much power. Inexplicable era of Kevin Costner films. Prince of Thieves <laughs> is the, the most sleep- unintentionally worst thing in the universe. The sleepiest Robin Hood. The sleepiest, <laughs> yeah. most American Robin Hood. I don't think and so. Then, yeah. And, sure then, and that the late Alan Rickman <laughs> just steals the film just by like not giving a damn. Yeah. Like he's just like, ah, yes. Costner's yeah. at like one and Rickman's at like 13. Yeah. And then somewhere and there's Christian Slater at like an eight. What yeah, I'm part of it. Merry Men. Who yeah. does he play? I, like Will something. Yeah, the, the, the Robin of the group. He plays, he plays someone who's not in the Disney version, therefore I don't recognize. He plays uh, medieval Jack Nicholson. No, no one could tell. <laughs> I, I do want to say, Chris, we should get this out of the way. Do you have your death jingle at the ready? Oh boy, oh do boy. I ever. We have at least one death in this episode. Right, this is true. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is. Death! So uh, the death for today's episode is uh, Audrey Meadows, yeah. who plays uh, B. Simmons, uh, Abe's girlfriend for Old Money. And she was the wife on The Honeymooner. She played Alice. Alice and Brandon. I don't mean to speak lustfully of the dead, but Alice was a total babe. Yeah. She this was, was like, a hot tomato. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what, what Ralph Cramden had on her. She had to either. have pictures or it's something. Be- he became famous for threatening a hitter. Yeah. I mean, it's the start. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is the beginning of the ugly guy with pretty wife trope of television. Yeah. Like yeah. sitcoms were doing the two today. It is such a carbon copy of King of Queens now. She, yes. she died 20 years ago. And on I was, the day, yeah. like February 3rd. And I like, was trying to look up information on her. Thank God she has an official website mm-hmm. that has received very few updates over the last <laughs> 10 years. Well, who's going to do it, Chris? It, it still says on the front page, be sure to look for the Honeymooners every day at 1230 on TV Land, <laughs> featuring its first logo and not realizing its home improvements and Uh-oh. the Lopez show now. As a kid, um, I didn't I didn't know the Honeymooners. Like I didn't know that that's where she was from. Also, she apparently was one of the few people that made a ton of money off the show other than Jackie Gleason. She had a residuals in her contract and it was like it's only 40 episodes. Her brother episodes. was a lawyer. Yeah, it was only 40 episodes, but they aired for they aired for so long and we didn't have cable growing up. 
basically four decades, and then they finally stopped re-airing them. And I remember I was pushed out of my house and into my friend's house. I'm like, why did my parents make me come over here? Like, because your parents are watching The Honeymooners. And I'm like, ah, I hate The Honeymooners. Good, I'm glad I'm here. Not realizing it was code for my parents needing a night of fuck time. Wow. A night of fuck time is what I associate with the funny... (laughs) That's quite a euphemism. Uh, Yeah, that's what it was for me. And my parents would say, we're going to watch The Honeymooners. I'm like, ick, I'm going to go to Brett's house. (laughs) Well, Abe Simpson got some fuck time in this episode. Uh, There's a surprising amount of ribald jokes in here. There Um, are. We should talk about what what happens in this episode. It's basically about Grandpa finding love. This episode tries to redeem Abe Simpson, but as we've, we've uncovered through many episodes, he is <laughs> he's pro- a terrible shit. human being. Just in the and Herb it, episode, yeah. he's terrible. Mostly, one, like two before Mostly, this. like, the Herb episode just happened, and he mentions, I only have one son. Mm-hmm. Abe, Abe, we just learned you have two yeah, sons. I, I, I know production. It could be this that. episode where we get the name Abraham Simpson. I don't think he was it given a first indeed, name. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's another long story I've heard from Matt Groening. But the short version is that Matt Groening named all the characters in the immediate Simpson family after his family. His yep. dad is Homer, Ma- mother Marge, his sister Lisa. Only difference is brother Brad is Bart. Yeah, uh, no, Mark is Mark. Bart. Oh, it's Brad. When it came time to name Grandpa, who was on the show in the shorts, but he was just mm-hmm. Grandpa Simpson. He said he was not going to name it after his grandfather, Abe Simpson. He was like, nope, I'm going to let you guys name it. I'll just leave. (laughs) Comes back, they're like, well, he thought of a good old man name for him, Abe Simpson. And Matt Groening says he just shrugged his shoulders like, it's fate, it must be. It's a living being a billionaire. It is a perfect, like, biblical old-timey name you would never hear today. It's It's, it's a nice Gus name, a World War II era name. It's rather Amish in some cases. But what is, my question is, what does Grandpa smell like? That's a you good know, question. Grandpa kind of smells like that trunk in the garage with the bottoms all wet. Nuh-uh, <laughs> he smells more like a photo lab. Stop it, both of you. Grandpa smells like a regular old man, which is more like a hallway in a hospital. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> we should be teaching the children to treasure the elderly. You know, we'll be old someday. <gasps> my God, you're right, Marge. <laughs> you kids won't put me in a home like I did to my dad, would you? Well... Ah! Marge, what do we do? <laughs> So like uh, it, it, it's, it's the episode is also a Homer redemption arc because mm. the whole time he's trying to to a degree he's yeah. trying to be a better son to his father mm-hmm. that that is his motivation the whole time at least for part of the third act no no or, even uh, even in the middle because remember he, act forward yeah after yeah. the funeral no but, right after this because he shows up immediately after this oh that's right he's like no we're gonna have a good yeah day we're gonna have you. a great no, day together I, so this for a long time was the lost episode for me because mm. out oh, of wow. We taped every episode in the Gilbert household, and I mean every single one, except for this one. And I don't know what happened, because I, I think we went on... It was the first time we'd taken a vacation trip mm-hmm. on the day a new episode of The Simpsons aired. Mm-hmm. Because from then on, I was checking TV Guide. Like, I remember the, the Herb Return episode. Yeah. I knew it aired in August. I was like, we got to time our VCR to record it or something. <laughs> like, we're going to be in a... We're on vacation this week, but we got to record it. This time, I think we missed it. And so, I eventually recorded it when it aired in syndication... During season six, so I want if you wow. if you put in our season six VHS or one of them, all of a sudden this episode comes up. Though that also means because it looks really rough compared yeah. to well, and there's also multiple jokes in this that were cut for syndication so that I didn't know. Like that exchange about the smell of grandpa that was cut in the syndicated version. Oh, really? That's why I really I, enjoyed it. Yeah, I couldn't remember that joke, and I actually identified with it because last night I was out at my favorite pizza pub just writing, mm-hmm. and I, I smelled something. Like, what smells like a musty basement? I look over, <laughs> there's there's a table of old people who just appeared. I'm like, and then this morning I watched the episode. I'm like, it is a, it is it's a it's, trunk in the basement. It's, 
if you can keep clean a pair of thousand-year-old clothing, they just have to smell like that. Yeah. It, but I was like, am I smelling you aging? What is that? But yeah. Yeah. Taking Abe to the liquor store is a pretty shitty deal. It's a thing, pretty though. shitty deal. Yeah. And he gets, he gets like a piece of jerky every time. So it's yeah. like one drawer in his bureau is just take, like all jerky. I mean, take him to the grocery store at least. Why the liquor store? He meets, so we meet in the episode uh, Beatrice Simmons. I like their 70-year-old meet cute. Now, now, Mr. Simmons, don't make me call Nurse Bronski. Get Simpson, damn it! And he's on my oh, pill! Excuse me, nurse. My name is Simmons, and I think I have the wrong pill. I get two red ones for my back spasms, a yellow one for my arrhythmia, and two of the bluest eyes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, then these must be... And I have your... They, they must, must have... have... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this this coughing is less funny when you know Aubrey Meadows died from lung cancer. Yeah, uh, it, this is the kind of like I feel like our generation's old ladies won't sound like this. Like this yeah, is a real yeah. Doris Grow like whiskey yeah. and cigarettes but voice. Will they have tramp stamps though? Mm. Yes. They, yeah. Oh, that'll be so gross. They're all gonna <laughs> have no fear ta- thorny tattoos. That, ter- I, that term is gross. I'm sorry I said it, but uh, uh, I did. It's it's ass antlers. That's and, the non slut shaming. I was. Version. I just got. Fat Fascinated with reading about Audrey Meadows, that she was headed up a banking organization in Colorado yeah, after a while, and her, that she some she somehow before she died, somebody made an she has an official website. It's still up. Somebody's yeah. still paying for this. She was an active lady on the commentary. They talk about what a great what a great guest she was. She's telling fun stories. Yeah. And I also wanted to give credit to like Dan Castellaneta does mm-hmm. amazing in this episode because he'd. He's number one playing Abe the longest he's ever played him before. This is mm-hmm. a grandpa showcase, the first one ever. And second, he is doing an old man voice next to an actual old person. And he's kind of like keeping up with her. And you're not thinking like, oh, this is a man in his 30s pretending to be old talking to an old woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're recording together in a lot of cases. Yeah, especially yeah. Even, even with the whole family in the bit. car later. It sounds I, like I mean, just, I, season two, just to finish my anecdote and tie it into The Simpsons, I'm on her old website. And uh-huh. I'm sorry, this is, this is schadenfreude I like to delve into because of my life click around and see what works on an ancient website that hasn't been updated in 12 years and there's her books her memoirs the DVDs for the honeymooners and I click and they link it says it links to like celebrity I think the URL I'm like this isn't Amazon but it looks like something some place celebrities hire to manage their URLs in the early 90s and like so where could this possibly go and I click Steve Allen store. Steve <laughs> Allen. So wow. once again, entering guess. in the Simpsons. Yeah. But he, that that would have been a Simpsons joke. Steve yeah. Allen celebrity really uh, store what was website he selling store. there. Like Steve it Allen. Was, like, I think masks. it was just he. He probably put his name on the first store online <laughs> store for celebrities to help them manage things they couldn't. Yeah. Wow. I know this internet a little better than you. But uh, okay. this is B's intro. I'm Beatrice Simmons, but. My friends call me B. Well, I'm Abraham J. Simpson. Care to tip the wrist with me? <laughs> I would be delighted. Dude, I gotta say, their their pill courtship is legit disgusting. It is, yeah. and it actually it, is a parody of a movie scene yeah. that is still equally never disgusting. Seen this film. <laughs> yeah, uh, this clip is on YouTube. If you, if you look up Tom Jones dinner scene, it is a is a scene of two people eating like giant greasy banquet food centrally so they're trying to go for the same effect apparently Tom Jones was like in this acclaimed comedy from 1963 that I've never seen not a sex machine yet no not no different Tom Jones it it, it was a British production it did win best picture each year as I recall it starred Albert Finney the only thing I knew about Tom Jones was that when they cast when they cast Ewan McGregor to play a young Albert Finney in Big Fish, mm-hmm. they told they wanted him to look as much like Tom Jones era Albert Finney as they Jesus. could. Oh wow, damn. Yeah. And I love but, this clip of like 
this this should be rewarding. Abe trying to ask B out, and just kind of coming to the conclusion the that this is this is never this. not awkward. Yeah. And what are you uh, doing tonight? Sitting alone in my room. Oh well, you got plans already. <laughs> no, but... what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Oh, Abe. You were going to say something. Well, I was wondering if you and I, you know, might go to the same place at the same time and... Jeez, you think this would get easier with time. I'd love to. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't, had to, haven't had to do that in a few years, but that never doesn't suck, kids. Remember. I did enjoy his Lucky Lindy's pomade. <laughs> oh, never, never fly solo again. I, that was that might be my I, favorite joke. It is a, I think it's the smartest joke that just kind of flies it's by. It's very dirty. It's also funny that two episodes ago it was, Oh, brother, where art thou? And now... Pomade. I I Dab-a-dan, came to know what pomade man. was through Oh Brother We're Out There. The I film. just I just uh, bought some to manage my J.J. Abrams s pubes growing <laughs> out of the top of my head. So that's uh, what it's for. Oh, mm-hmm. we also get exposure to the Larry Davis experience right after that. And this, I at least found out from the commentary on this oh, yeah. one what they are. They're the name Larry Davis is the name of a teacher of either Jay Kogan or Waladarsky, one of the two writers. So they the were episode. they were playing in the. Um, they were playing at the dance. Well, they were first, I think, in the flashback. No, they were at they were on some enchanted evening. Yeah, the babysitter bandit episode. They're yeah. playing at the hotel. And they were playing at the prom in uh, the in way the, we was in the way we was, yeah. and uh, which we'll get a call back to that soon too. But the dance scene was cute. It was it was probably the first time I'd ever seen a you know love montage like that mm-hmm. as a child. So it probably felt new to me. Same with. The very cliche of, oh, we met a girl in Act 1 who will be dead by Act 2, which is a very... It's been used in a million sitcoms and dramas and all that <laughs> stuff. But the, the song Embraceable You, I, wa- I wonder mm. where that was from. I like that song, and it was it's a jazz standard that got famous in 1930s, recorded by the Gershwins. Wow. Uh, made famous by Ginger Rogers, Nat King Cole, and Billy there, there, Holiday. I don't know. There's some kind of this episode filled me with a weird pop culture melancholy of like mm-hmm. how how young it felt like all media was. That television wasn't that old. Here's like the first famous television personality on the Simpsons. Seriously. Yeah, here's Milton yeah. Berle. Here's all these Yeah, people. and I don't know, all that stuff. That, but now, They're all dead. Well, yeah, that every... Yeah, we're not... Yeah, we grew up in an era where most people who were on TV were... The first TVs were still alive. Yeah, well, it, it is weird, like, the generation of old people the Simpsons is mocking throughout these early episodes. They're all basically almost dead, if not completely dead. It's like the greatest I'll generation. Dead. We have a jingle for it. <laughs> Going back to the beginning where I remember watching that as a kid and seeing the joke about... Mm-hmm. Oh, what if what if your parents got old? And you have to take care of them now. Parents are aging. Like I have parents approaching seventy. It's mm. it's scary now. They're taking care of themselves. They're fine so far, but. I mean, will I be in the Bart and Lisa situation? I, that's too? just that you're watching David Boy and Alan Rickman dying, like a year older than my parents. Yeah, it's heavy. It's oh heavy God! Dark. Wait. Okay. How about Let's more? Let's move on to more distractions. We, we should get to Discount Line Safari. A discount? Can I? Can I please go to stop by? Because this is like the last time Abe is still friends with Herman. Oh right! And I think it's like Herman's last appearance before um, his last the Pulp Fiction reference. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so uh, lightly Twenty-two used. short stories about Springfield. That's right. Yeah, season uh, but seven. I, this is a great exchange, Herman. A very special lady is having her birthday tomorrow. Ah, the battleship New Jersey. No, you idiot. My girlfriend, B. And since this is the only store I know... Oh, Grandpa, nothing says I love you better than a military antique. <laughs> uh, that kind direct... of person is dying, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, military... Yeah, the kind of guy... I Now when I look at Herman, I think, I bet if you gave him a certain wink... He'd sell you the Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be the guy from Falling Down. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. It's like, this they actually used, used yeah. these, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, also, 
smile on Bob's face that we both know that we, scene so I've well. I've seen falling down a lot. Yeah. I did like the uh, I did like the grandma's world aside. It was just such a quick moment. Like, yeah, go to grandma's world. They've never. I don't think they've gone there. I bet they have gone. They there lingered in, like in that store for like three seconds. There was not even time to make a joke. It was I, just I, like I he wanna, went to grandma's world and got a shawl. For I did want to comment on how many in this episode, at least saving grace, how many Hank Azaria blue collar workers there are. In it. There's like oh. seventeen. All oh, right, like yes, five in a row. In Price this one. Jake. Well, that Price guy they even drew. It's the same guy who said two grapes. Two grapes. <laughs> now he's a cashier at this place. His, yeah, Hank Azaria is Charles Bronson esque uh, so <laughs> angry I'm, cashier. Homer at this point was wrong to think uh, Grandpa was senile and thought mm. he had a girlfriend. But by season four, Grandpa is like the most senile feeb in the world. Like yeah. He, yeah, he he has no. His joke is just he's almost dead and he is crazy. Yeah, I think it's like they got rid of Herman because Grandpa was just a joke machine after this. He did yeah. not have a life of his own. Like, huh. Now, yeah. this is kind of one of the last... I mean... When, until the, he dates someone else later on. Well, when he get Yeah. Season 14? Occasionally <laughs> no. they'll do that. Soon oh, man. Remember when he had sex with and married one of Homer's Vegas wives? And he oh. said the thing, oh, you're going to let Abe back into the Oval Office? And okay. Like, Ugh. That's season uh, ten or something. I we got a double discount digits. lion safari. Yeah, is one of my favorite things. Just that the name discount. It's just fuck. I don't know. It's a great joke. I never picked up on. And Disc- the thing is, like, this is the worst idea ever for a business. <laughs> and it's still happening. And dumbasses yeah. are still getting killed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Like people are stupid. They don't know this giant lion can actually mm-hmm. rip them apart. And like, I think the last one, last last known like fatality was in 2015. Yeah. From drive one through zoos. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta yeah. be a dying art. No, I know. I, think I, I love reading about dead. To find. I when I try and go to sleep at night and I can't. I read about dead theme parks and like uh, all of these places from the sixties and seventies. Drive in and up to our elephants and our lions and like, ah, eh, we're out of business. Hang up the sign. Let's let's take off and like <laughs> you, you can see yeah. like skeletons of elephants. Bye, and, elephants. Like, yeah, they just leave, they just left them there. They'll take care they, of themselves. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, like yeah, it's ugh, we're man. no longer culpable. It's not a business anymore. What is up, Talking Simpsons fans? Chris here. Briefly jumping in to tell you this show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20 just for signing up for a mystery box. So what's in the mystery box, you ask? Uh, six to eight items, a, an exclusive t-shirt, and a $50 value of Kitten Caboodle featuring famous stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Game of Thrones, Pop Figs pint glasses, posters, you never know quite what it's going to be, but it's like a delicious geeky gift that shows up at your door whenever you feel like it. And oh, guess what? They've had Simpsons stuff involved in the box in the past. So go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, sign up for one of their boxes, get it as a gift for a geek in your life, and get a free $20 Star Wars item right now. Yeah, I think the Discount Lion Safari is another one of the things you'll see in the first few seasons where the the writers who grew up in the 70s are excising their demons or just remembering things like, oh yeah, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember that when I was a kid. Let's put that in here. It's amazing such a bad idea has persisted for at least 50 years (laughs) as a business. uh, Also, I timed it. By the time Abe meets B, Mm -hmm. the day after their last trip, it's now the next third 
said oh, so they, month, so they had only been together a month. A month. Yeah. Because I, I was curious about that. They made it seem like years. Nah, that's, that's what a montage will do. But, yeah, trick yeah. You. <laughs> my, my line of the show is in this segment. I don't know if I have a clip or anything, Chris. Which one's that? It's uh, Bart saying, hey, did anyone notice this place sucks? <laughs> I did love that line. I just, it was just, it's such a blunt, like, just punched in the face yeah. joke. Just yeah, like, this place sucks. Yeah. No, I, uh, no, I, I just have him return, like, Abe returning. It, this would fit well into a traditional sitcom. It's very classical jokey. Out of my way, I got a date with an angel. You don't know how right you are, Abe. What? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but uh, B passed away last night. Oh, no. It was her ticker. The doc said her left ventricle burst. Oh, no, Jasper. Amy says she died of a burst ventricle, but I know she died of a broken heart. Yeah. That's kind of a joke. That sounds like James L. Brooks. It does. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. You can kind of p- pick those out. They're a little too clever for their own good. Yeah. You know? I yeah. feel really bad for B that she died on her birthday. On her birthday. On her yeah. birthday when her man died. didn't show up. Uh, actually, the line that comes right after that on the break, that was one of my favorite ones. Like, I can tell she really cared for me. She didn't make me a pallbearer. And just seeing <laughs> yeah. these old men carrying the thing, yeah. like, that is still an anxiety I sometimes have in public of, like, when just last night I was at Walgreens just buying milk or whatever, and there's this just old man who's just living his life buying stuff, but I just see him, I'm like, what if he died right now? Oh, no. <laughs> like, he's just trying to buy food but he can't carry all this stuff like it uh, it's just this weird anxiety i have we're are we at the funeral now we're, for, uh, we're at the funeral for, for b uh we have we have grandpa simpson disowning homer we do. In this, in this. i can't tell you how sorry i am dad is someone talking to me i didn't hear anything oh no dad's lost his hearing uh, no you idiot <laughs> i'm ignoring you you made me miss the last precious moment of b's life i'll never speak to you again I have no son! Okay. <laughs> this is one of uh, several references to the jazz singer. This yeah. scene in the jazz singer. Not, yeah, they did it a million... Yeah. I mean, Especially in the Krusty and his father episode. An entire episode is the jazz singer. And this, I mean, this podcast is about deep cuts, so I'm like, why does Abe, like, rip his shirt? Yes. I, I had to look a, that up, Apparently, too, yeah. it's a Jewish tradition when yeah. you hear someone has died. That's, like, a part of the bereavement process. So you, like, huh. rend your garments. So, like, he's saying, you're dead to me, so he rips his shirt. That explains a lot of movies. Well, but, uh, Grandpa Simpson is not Jewish, but no. it works for the reference. Well, that's exactly what Lawrence Olivier does in the jazz singer, the awful Neil Diamond jazz singer. Oh, the 81? Yeah, 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 I the, saw a clip of that. Uh, yeah, where he says, I ha- it's named I half. FF. FF. No sign. Half no so sign. He doesn't, he doesn't tear it enough, but it's. I read about the production of that film that Lawrence Olivier was like, I will do no, I will do no ads for this. I will do no <laughs> interviews. You'll get me, and I'm out, and you pay me a bunch of money. And he was right, because he knew Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond acting against Laurence Olivier, the greatest actor of his generation, versus a 70s pop singer. Like, the worst. It was, oh, so it's bad. weird. That's bom, the only bom, version bom, of the bom. movie that's online that I can see clips of. Yeah, I wait, didn't see any older clips. That should be on, like, the... Yeah. Go to, like, the National Registry or that's something. That's, like, the first uh, talkie, right? Officially. It was, yeah. yes. You ain't seen nothing yet, folks. Uh, but Abe ends up... Here's a weird conversation. Abe's, and Abe ends up inheriting money mm-hmm. from B uh, after their month-long uh, courtship. From who does he get that news? He It's not who he gets. I want to talk about the denomination, but... Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It was a beautiful service, wasn't it, Mr. Woo! Simpson? Ah! Who the hell are you? Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. Yay. I'm the executor of Beatrice Simmons' estate. Mr. Simpson B was a wealthy woman, and surprise, surprise, she left everything to you. Really? There is one catch. You must spend one night in 
A haunted house. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Here's a check for $106,000 to enjoy as you see fit. Oh, I'm touched. $106,000? Ta-ta, Mr. Simpson. By the way, old-timer, I do wills. Why don't I just give you this pen with my phone number on it? It looks just like a cigar. Isn't that something? Uh, Lionel Hutz that's... was not uh, editing video wills in his favor yet. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's... I yeah. was just about to say the same thing. This, this, I think this joke fell slightly... Fl- I was. Lo- I love seeing Lionel Hutz again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it fell but slightly But that's his whole flat. appearance. But it fell slightly flat for me because, yeah, when he does the video will of, of Marge's aunt... He says, "Like you'd be surprised how many times that works. You really would. Like he's he's this isn't him stealing money. He's not sleazy enough. And the thing about spending the night in a haunted mm-hmm. house, it's happened two more times on the show. Yes. Bart the Fink opens with that. They have to spend the night in a haunted house to get their money mm-hmm. from an inheritance, and it's the best sleep they've ever had. Yeah. And another episode ends with them sleeping in a haunted house. I forget which one that that's is. The, that's Homer uh, in Love's Flanders. Oh, that's the haunted house one. Yeah, because okay, yeah. that's when it it's proves like, next week on the Simpsons. They're like I hate you, Ned. See, it's back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> Day in this haunted house. The writers love referencing how hacky a haunted house joke is. I love it. It works all three times. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't. I don't see any movies with haunted houses anymore, and I'm bored out of my mind. So, do you know how much money 106 thousand is worth today? I, I went to an online uh, Did you? inflation yeah. thing. So, it is worth 185 thousand today. 1992 dollar or 91 dollars. Seem like enough inflation. No, it feels like it should be worth more than <laughs> you that. You can buy but... more video games with it today. Yeah. It just it, yeah. it just surprised me how how low the number seem for like mm. someone's entire because he said she was very rich yeah but she wouldn't be in a home if she was very rich. like i think my neighbor makes one hundred and six thousand dollars a year like <laughs> yeah. i live in we live in san francisco and we have people in this episode mm. falling over themselves to get this money like the the nursing home director is basically <laughs> offering to give a hand job this, to abe simpson this, the, the, this contains the I, I did notice a couple dirty jokes joke. in newer episodes of the simpsons and they strangely all come from grandpa mm. like he makes Dick and erection jokes, and strangely, he's the he's the target or the center of most of them. I think it makes it more palatable for like a censor, like oh, it's an old man saying it, so we can laugh at it. <laughs> I know it's the same. I mean, that's Betty White's career. Yes, oh, yeah. if, if if this wasn't cut out in syndication, I'll be surprised. I did not pick up on this at the time, Mr. Simpson. Ah! What is it? <laughs> I can help overhearing about your newfound fortune, and uh, let me assure you that here at the Springfield Retirement Castle, money does make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are rub downs, and then there. Are rubbed down. Listen, you <laughs> bloodsucker! Has it ever occurred to you that old folks deserve to be treated like human beings, whether they have money or not? Yes, but it passes. <laughs> that's my line of the show. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I a good line. All right, let's give yes. that because I didn't. I didn't have one. That will be our retroactive Hank line of the show. That's the joke. But also, I like that in all of these clips. As someone entering in, uh, entering upon Grandpa and him screaming, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't notice <laughs> until I captured the clips that it all culminates with him on the roller coaster for the longest scream of all. <laughs> right, I miss B. I miss you too. <laughs> oh, Abraham, calm down. I'm not here to scare you. I do love this. They've got me haunting a family in Texas. Oh. <laughs> Glad you're keeping busy. And it was uh, for my uh, the other rival joke, I did not pick up on as a kid ever until now. Homer uh, wants to call his dad because his dad has cut him off. I wrote that down too. Chris. Oh, yeah. I told you yeah. this this joke too yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I miss my daddy. Homer, <laughs> oh. oh, this thing with your dad has had you moping around the house for days. I think it's time for you to talk to someone who understands. Hiya, you've reached Doctor Marvin Monroe's anxiety line. 
If you have a sullen teenager, press 1, now. If you're estranged from your spouse, press 2, now. If you have trouble maintaining on a... Grandpa! There we go. <laughs> yeah. I totally missed that. First yeah, time never, I got this joke. Yeah, I like, never, at least noticed never it. Yeah, heard never heard it before. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm, no, if you're actually listening to this, you didn't either. There's no way. <laughs> so this episode has Herman and Marvin Monroe on. Like, yeah. it's, it's such a season one... Season one rogues gallery. Yeah, it yeah. really is. I also did like the flashes of... Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. that seems very... Uh, what do you call it? Peak Simpsons. And yeah. as they as they mentioned on the commentary for the Way We Was episode, the limo driver is Homer's driver from the night of his prom. Right, just and a they grade aged up. him up. They grade him up because it was wow. twenty years later. That was when it was maybe not drive. something the writers thought of, but it was something the animators <laughs> paid attention to. Which um, this is a David Silverman animated one, but it is like shaky. I think he mentions in the commentary that he was way overworked and he was really tired there there are moments in this of like that's awesome david silverman animation right. and other parts i'm like this looks like late season one he, he made he yeah. made a joke essentially about like throwing a tantrum about the amount mm. of work he had to do and then they then they like you know allowed him to work at a more reasonable pace or with like I less think, work well yeah because i think ongoing theme in the commentaries of the simpsons is that the writers take the artists for granted oh for sure the, yeah the the directors who do more work than the writers. I'm just going to say it. Like to make the animation exist, that's mm-hmm. more work than writing an episode. Because one writer can work on every episode of the season. One animator will work on four episodes in season at most. Mm-hmm. And so I can see that they're a little tired of the writers getting all the credit. Yeah, but. they had to put their foot down at some point. We'll get to that episode at some uh, point in the future. But and speaking of weird credits, though, like just thought I'd throw that out there. The credits of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's they, the only insane. time they did that ever. And like, they said, like, people wanted to know who did the voices, so we just gave them the information. Yeah, like, they, they, but they only did there. it this time. It's yeah. just like Dan Castellaneta as Homer, Abe Simpson. They list every person, each person voices. It was a weird run runoff. They, the it only makes Yardley Smith look like she's not trying. The but. only other and, time uh, they did. Did it was on the, they did it on the Simpsons movie. Remember oh, right. at the yeah. end of the Simpsons movie, they showed every character too, and it actually like was a picture of the character for each voice they did. But it's just strange. And then when it's Lisa, then it's Lisa. It's like it's just Lisa. It's <laughs> just Lisa. Yeah. But Abe announces his intention of what he's going to do with the oh. money. I have an announcement to make. I've decided to give bees money away. There are people who really need it. I'm going to let them come to me and plead their case, and then I'll decide who needs it most. Grandpa, that's the noblest thought that's ever been expressed at this table. Give it us, Grandpa! Bird! <laughs> uh, I like that scream. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I think this would be a problem with the show much later. But mm-hmm. in this, in this upcoming scene, it's just like a series of characters coming in, doing their shtick, yeah, and then leaving. Like, the show is that confident this early that you you know these characters yeah. are secondary, and here's what they do, and here's but, who they are. Here's thirty seconds no, of each that, one. That's yeah. The the lineup of characters waiting. A, there's someone dressed like Darth Vader, the Joker, and, right. and a lady that, Spock. Yeah, yeah. And, and then B, it's like they don't have a big enough cast of characters. They're all like one-offs from previous episodes. Miss Winthrop? Yeah. From oh, right. she's standing... But it's still specific characters, yeah. not just Klasky Chupo nobodies like oh, in season okay. one. All these mutants that were okay. just full yeah, of background. Yeah. Me- it was at least like, oh, Kid Brockman gets in line by Principal Skinner. The, the sushi chef is there. Yeah. But the out-of-context characters is a mm-hmm. reference to, they all went and saw, they mentioned this on so many commentaries, the writers in the first, like before the first season came out, they went and saw Batman 1989 together on premiere night. Mm-hmm. And they're like, aren't we a family? We're seeing Batman together. And the thing that got them was that 
at this premiere in LA, there were guys dressed as the Joker and Batman. Fine. But they were they're like, why is Indiana Jones here? Why is Darth <laughs> Vader here? It just confused them so much that they, they then put that in there, like just this di- disparate amount of people in line for no All reason. All begging for money. Where well, we do get uh I think this episode's only first per- first appearance. It's definitely from. a first. It's yeah. it's a weird first appearance, but here he is. What the hell is that? Why, it's a death ray, my good man. <laughs> Behold. Hey, feels warm. Kind of nice. Well, it is just the prototype. With proper funding, I'm confident this little baby could destroy an area the size of New York City. But I want to help people, <laughs> not kill them. Oh. Well, to be honest, the ray only has evil applications. <laughs> you know, my wife will be happy. She's hated this old death ray thing from day one. I, just, I think that's I just, the best moment to them. Yeah. Oh, he has evil app. I, that I, I know that Professor Frank is a Jerry Lewis impersonation of his Nutty Professor character, mm. but what a bizarre... He's always been like the scientist people go visit for information, not the guy pleading for a death ray. For, this is yeah. just a weird place mm. to have it him It was introduced. a one-off joke of like, well, what if a scientist wanted a death ray? Yeah, okay. I, just, I, was, I was shocked that this is his first appearance, not somewhere in a lab where someone needs like, what, the, what do you think it is, Professor? The voice is there, but he's not doing the fake, crazy, like, Why? fake Yiddish. The whole like, yeah. Yeah. And also, Professor Frank is named after John Frank, who was a friend of the writers who would later become a Simpsons writer himself. Mm. So if you see like season 12 episodes of like credit John Frank, that is the namesake of Professor Frank. And we do have Burns making a quick appearance and uh, the I guess the you emergence don't seem of a to running joke. Their time together. Grandpa, calls him Grandpa. I can call you Grandpa. Can yeah, you? yeah, go ahead. Sure. I need that money, please, please. Hey, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> you're the guy who owns the nuclear power plant. Well, the ownership is divided. What <laughs> the hell do you think you're doing, <laughs> Mr. Simpson? I dread the day when a hundred thousand dollars isn't worth groveling for. Get out of here! You've just made yourself a very powerful enemy, old man. <laughs> One thing I'm noticing is that the writers love Burns so much, they yeah. will come up with any contrived Dang, excuse yeah. to get him into an episode, which I'm Burns fine shows with. Up, yeah. I feel like that's a callback for me shitting on $100,000, though. <laughs> I pity the uh, day someone doesn't grovel for 100k. Uh, I, I wonder if I wonder if Burns was thinking about the tauntine they both had in from 1942. But uh, Grandpa becomes obsessed with the idea of helping people uh, so much. This was kind of my runner-up. Because it's, it's the funniest line delivered by a nobody character. Uh, Homer runs in to find his dad before he loses all his money and gives it away and finds out he's gone to a casino to try and gamble it to make more money to give to more poor people because he can't decide. He's got to save the a, world. A, world. a world full of uh, problems. Where do I give this money? I'm going to have to get more before I start dealing with it. But I love the receptionist response. I'm looking for Abe Simpson. Mm-hmm. It's important I get a hold of him. I have to tell him I don't care about his money and I love him. We get that a lot. Mm-hmm. He left this morning with a senior casino junket. Casino! Ah! <laughs> we get that a lot. Uh, as if that's, on the left. As this, that's a fight that happens all the time in the retirement home. Oh, I'm like sure, it. yeah. Hey, by the way, do you guys ever have you guys ever seen the baseball card of the guy giving the finger? No, I meant to look into it. So the secret is, oh, he, you can't. So yeah, this is how they got he got away with it. He is giving the finger, and he's meaning to, but. It's just his hands are wrapped around the bottom, the base of the bat, and his underneath the bat, he only has one finger up. And it's only something people noticed after the cards were printed. Like, oh, I, I saw a different one when I was looking for this. It's just the guy whose hand is by his side, but he's clearly flipping off the camera. Oh, there's that and one. And it's too. a 1972 Detroit Tigers card with the player Billy Martin. So look that up on the ah, I know search. Billy Martin. Oh, I, don't, I feel like I know him too. But there are several. Flip off like uh, baseball cards, not just one. So I'm not sure which one they. <laughs> I, I love the major league baseball stars are getting away with that stuff. So the Plato thing. Did you catch the little boys behind Hello, Plato? I am Plato. 
Please partake of Kino, Crafts, and the loosest slots in town. My philosophy is... Enjoy. No, I, I totally missed that. I he will, says enjoy. There are several young men. <laughs> oh, I wow. I need to go back. I will it. be capturing every Phil Hartman character from here on out, by the way. Because mm. I, I am continually shocked by how many. I, I thought I could name five. And I thought I was going deep with smooth Jimmy Apollo. Uh, <laughs> but but there are a ton of Phil Hartman characters here. Did you know what song Otto was singing on the drive there? No. It was Aqualung. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, that, yeah, we also get introduced to Springfield's Deserts. Yeah, um, it's the expansion of Springfield yeah. being basically the size of any of five states, and the casino is literally one foot over the state line. <laughs> it is. And this is this is another one of my favorite jokes. The last clip I have, uh, but I, it doesn't play well because it's a visual joke of Homer like I have to stop now, and then goes to a drive-through. Oh yeah, but that I, is great. I love how quickly it cuts away, and I love the drive-through sound. A double cheeseburger, onion rings, large strawberry shake, and for God's sakes, hurry! <laughs> Five thousand dollars and what century is this? The twentieth. Great, put it on number twenty. <laughs> that doesn't seem like enough food for Homer. It seems like a reasonable meal outside of maybe yeah, the giant milkshake. Maybe, maybe he just like, ate. Yeah, he was like, I can't make another two hours on this drive without food. Uh, yeah, and then he say he prevents Grandpa from spending it, and then Grandpa realizes. I should just invest in the old and make them as happy as I should be. Well, and it's, it's, I think it's that that uh, think locally kind of, mm. kind of uh, thing. You could you could try and fix all the world's problems, or you could maybe fix a few of your own and make everyone out. When, he, when he's contemplating what to do with the money, mm-hmm. he's looking at his hands. It is it is one of That's... the worst drawings. I mean, like I guess it makes sense with the Simpsons anatomy, but yeah. he looks like he has Ninja Turtle hands. Yeah, he does. Like they're literally like he could be holding like a bow staff or I, something. I'm definitely handing you the picture I took of that. Well, it's too. one of those things like you don't look too close at Homer's feet because yeah. they're cloven hooves. But if you have to focus on them, you're like, oh wait a minute, those I think it's shoes. It's like... because they have to add definition to his hands yeah. just to make yeah. him look old, and it just is not right. I mean, poor yeah, David Silverman like... was told like, and then in the script it says, and then he looks at his wrinkly hands. Hands very carefully. I guess I have to draw this now. Yeah. Yeah. What do what do wrinkly hands look like in Simpsons world? I whenever I think of people being old, that's one of my first things. Like, oh yeah, that's what an old person would look at their hands and realize how old they are. So we got two dead people in this mm. episode: Phil Hartman and Audrey All Meadows. Right, yeah. um, I, as a Simpsons continuity nerd, I was annoyed that after this episode, the retirement castle goes back to a state of disrepair right after. Well, this. the state and, of disrepair they show it in is like remarkably okay, shitty. Yeah, bad, like just it, him walking in the hallway, the wallpapers falling down, and they had a ton of extra details. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. all this background clutter, and that's a good thing, was mm-hmm. a hallmark of these early episodes. Like lots of little tiny details about how crappy the world is around but them. Does, yeah. So does Abe own the retirement castle, or did he just give money to the people I who got, own it? You got some rubdowns, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who, how he facilitated that, but uh, yeah. it happened, and they have like a nice new lounge with nice recliners and dignity. Dignity, it's dignity, dignity Luann. <laughs> uh, a TV that doesn't display exclusively static. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice. Yeah, so this was a nice episode, not one of the funniest, but I think uh, it's just like it's a step a little too far for me now in, 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 in disassembling this show more than the person watching it would have just thinking about who Abe Simpson is I'm like I'm not going to feel really bad for mm-hmm. him he's kind of like a fuck up and a bad person but even to this point we knew he was kind of a, he was a jerk yeah so I mean like going into that without knowledge I was like I'm glad he found love but uh, this episode left me a little colder than it usually does yeah, this it's is nestled in a, a trio of, of episodes that I don't think work very hard they keep listening to the show I know yeah. it's a, well, it, it, it don't work very well comedically but try and tug the heart strings a little too yeah. much um i think they talk about this when we get to lisa's substitute which is the, the best they, episode of all time but that they were worried they were getting too sentimentally like that there was like the vision of writers who were like yeah we're just it's fun to tell these funny jokes all the time and then meanwhile 
no, we got to do mushy family things. It's mm-hmm. about family. Like, yeah. So I guess that's it for us for this Indeed episode of Talking Simpsons. Yes, R.I.P. Audrey. Uh, Audrey Meadows and Phil Hartman again. I guess we don't have to say that every time. But, we don't because uh, he's yeah. going to appear a lot. He's going to be around for at least the next five or six years. Except for that awful, awful fake Troy McClure in the previous episode. Oh, that's I'm not right. Not going to get over that. Yeah, oh, boy. Well, they had to do that, I guess. But uh, I've been Bob Mackey, and I still will be him when this episode's over. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for US Gamer and something awful. And check out my class and gaming uh, podcast, Retronauts at retronauts.com or usgamer.net. Thank you, everybody else. Please talk. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, this is all spawned out of Laser Time, Laser Time, the uh, weekly pop culture show. We've done tributes to David Bowie and Alan Rickman recently, uh, to X-Files coming back, um, and we'll have a bunch of other stuff, including talking about nerds, which we know nothing about. Certainly not. I've never even met a nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also 30, 2010, our uh, exploration of things that happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. If you like the start of this episode where we talked about what happened this week, uh, that is covering it in length for a nine whole minutes. The show has a finite run date. It can only run 10 years. No, you're right. It'll just can. repeat. Oh my god, you got to plan for the future. Exactly. Uh, and there's also Cape Crisis, a comic book podcast I host every week, and a bunch of other great podcasts on lasertimepodcast.com. Yep, that's it from us this week. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. infotainment.